What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the NRL Hunter podcast. I am here with my man, Mr. Dusty Brixner. Dusty, how are you, sir? Doing good, Travis. Nice, nice. So, Dusty just got off work. He's been at it hard all week, and he wanted to come on the show. I wanted him on the show. We've been talking about doing the podcast together for a while. So, I'm super stoked that you made time out of your busy week for us here today, sir. I'm glad to be on. Anxious to talk about this new series. We we got a lot going on, and I think it's going to be be a lot of fun. Yes, sir. But before we start talking about the new series and your match, and your, why don't we fill in our audience with who you are, um, a little bit about your your hunting background or your match directing background, or just kind of give people the four one one on who Dusty Brixner is. Okay. Well, like I said, Dusty Brixner. Um, I live here in Farmington, New Mexico, which is the northwest corner, up real close to the four corners. Um, grew up hunting. Grew up hunting from since I was little. It was just a big family family tradition. I didn't have a dad, but I had a had an uncle and I had a grandpa that you know loved hunting, and so they instilled it into me and started at a very young age. Um, I actually killed my, my first big game animal. I was, a I was 11 years old and I actually killed it with a, with a bow. Um, what? yeah, I actually fell in love with archery, um, from, you know, the, the school that I went to every, every year they'd have a week long archery class for, for PE and man, I fell in love with the archery. Um, taught my family into getting me a get me a bow. I don't think a single person in my family had ever bow hunted up till then, and they all laughed at me. And they, I insisted I put in for archery tags, and I drew a deer tag. And eleven years old, got off the school bus, hopped on my four wheeler, and I lived out in the country. And sure enough, I had a little buck. 20 yards broadside let an arrow fly things worked out he died real close to the road and i was able to get him up on the four-wheeler and off off home i went holding a deer and a bow in one arm driving the four-wheeler <laughs> no so, way that is yeah. like that that is epic that is like true man shit right there that is awesome and you were 11 years old yeah 11 years old by myself you know we wow being being where we lived, we lived right on the on the Colorado border, um, and we it was a January bow tag, so the migration would the deer would migrate down from Colorado into northern Mexico, and that time of year there's just deer everywhere, and yeah, it was uh, quite the quite the experience, and I'll never forget. I was actually pulling back into the house when. My grandpa was getting off work um, and, you know, he gets out of his truck and he looks at me and he, he didn't even say anything to me. He just looks and sees that I got a deer laying across the front of this four wheeler, my bow, and he just walks inside, doesn't say a word. I'm like, man, what did I do wrong? Yeah. And he walks back out with my grandma and he goes, I can't believe he did it, but Cause they, they thought I was all crazy when I wanted to archery hunt. 
<laughs> then next, you know, they're making phone calls and the whole, the whole family shows up to, and I don't think a single person believed me, <laughs> but you know, from there, um, grew up hunting, hunting with my family, deer, deer and elk, deer and elk were the big ones. Um, we, we went every year, um, you know, the country we live in, you know, we don't have to go too far away to hunt. And so grew, grew up hunting with them, got out on my own. And that's when I kind of started to really, really explore the country. I, you know, I, I'd shot, I don't know, 20, 20 plus elk being that we'd kill an elk in New Mexico, kill an elk in Colorado every year. And, and got to where, you know, Hey, I want to, I want to start pushing this a lot harder and getting, you know, hunting older, older age class animals and everything. So kind of throughout my twenties, man, I could not draw a deer tag to save my life. And I, I finally, finally got some deer luck and all in the same year. And I ended up killing a real nice buck in Colorado and a 192 inch four by typical and and just kind of what we live for. Damn, man, that, that's amazing. If I was 11 years old, and I mean, I'm a city boy, right? So if I was 11 years old and I showed up with a dead deer strapped to the back of my bike or whatever, my family would have a shit fit. They, they would have been like, <laughs> what did you do wrong? Who did, where did you get that? There? I mean, that, that's, how did you even do that? That's, I mean, wow, I'm so well, blown away. I'll never forget. I shot, you know, I, I watched that arrow go straight through that deer and I, then reality hit, you know, I've, I've been around, you know, blood trailing animals and all that, but you know, we've always had, I've always had people with me. Right. Well, you know, this arrow goes through this deer and now I'm like, Oh no. And it takes off and it crosses this little dirt road I was on and goes up in these trees and I'm kind of in a panic now. I'm like, man, what do I, what do I do? And a couple minutes later, there's deer come back out of the trees. He runs hundred yards down from where I'm sitting. And he died right on the, right on the edge of the road. I mean, it was one of those kind of unbelievable deals. And I was able to back into the bar ditch, roll him up on the four wheeler. Took me an hour to move him. I'm 11 year old kid, right. you know, and he, and sure enough, I like I said I can, my bow under one arm, holding on to a leg and dragging dragging legs, and drove that's, the four wheeler home. That's so awesome! I, I wish uh, I, I wish I could see a picture, like if like one of your, your your grandparents or somebody took a photo of everyone's expression. I I wish I could see that right now because I, I would. I mean, that's just amazing. That's awesome. And oh yeah, I I wish I had had them because. You know, back then, no one took pictures. No one had a phone, and it was. Right. I wish I wish we had a lot of the pictures to to go off of. I was thinking about something the other day when me and you had talked about coming on the podcast, and you know, for the most part, a lot of people come come into hunting. You know, is from their parents or or family, or friends, whatever it is. And I was thinking, you know, in my lifetime, I have forgotten thousands and thousands of days of my life right there's right. there's 
you just you know you just don't remember them. They're, right. You know from it is. You know, shoot, there's days last month I've forgotten that you know totally they even existed. Right. But I have not forgotten a single day of hunting with my family from you know being six years old trying to walk through a foot of snow till till you know now and it's just something that i think really instills into people and and mean, means a lot to a, i know a lot of people see and and that's crazy because you know you were 11 years old when you took your first big game i was 42 years old when i took my first big game and i'm sure the emotions that you had were very similar to the emotions that I had where, you know, regardless of, of age or, or exact situation, um, taking your first harvest and doing all of that on your own is, I, I don't know any other way to describe it, but magical. I mean, no, I, I, I think it, I think it would be the same. I don't think it's the uh, age age. I mean, I think these days you see a lot, a lot more people, you know, your age, you know, people who are older that are just now coming into hunting, you know, where, where the world is gone and, you know, right. people are, you know, who, who knows where our food comes from when you buy it from a grocery store. And I think a lot, a lot of people, you know, we still have a big group of people who, who want to bring us down. But we also have a big group of people who are wanting to, you know, hey, you know, I, I want to go out and take my own own animal. There's there's nothing cleaner than your own animal. And, and I agree. Right. And one of the things that I told Brittany, my, my better half, is my goal at the end of this year is to be on a, um, a, a completely wild game uh, red meat diet, you know, like chicken yeah. and and fish and stuff, whatever. I'll get that from the store because I don't have I don't have farmland to raise chickens, um, and I don't fish enough to to put enough in the freezer. But if I can get a couple of good sized game a year for her and I, that'll that'll feed us through the year. And uh, you know, that's my goal. In the in the last, you know, I would say, I say the last ten years of my life, I have been on that for. You know, it, wild game was really our red meat. Like you said, if you wanted pork or, you know, chicken or, or, you know, and even fish for us, you know, I try to go on two, two big, you know, deep sea trips where a year where, you know, pull out a lot of fish, bring it home. And, but I mean, we, we live off of it. I mean, I would, I would prefer, prefer it. You know, we, yeah. we, we still raise a beef every year and, and stuff like that, but you know, for the most part, you know, hey, what do you want for dinner? Well, it's it's elk this or elk that or, yep. you know, I had deer. Elk for lunch. Right? Can't beat it. No, nope. it was phenomenal. So, it was awesome. And there's just a, a sense of accomplishment, you know, when you're sitting when you're sitting down, you know, it don't matter from your your first package of meat you eat from an animal that you killed to to the last package it's it's hard to just sit down and just eat and not think about you know hey i provided this especially when you're providing it for a family it, right. i mean there's a major accomplishment that you know I, I feel great about it it's 
you know, when, when I can know that I'm giving my family something clean, good, know where it came from, it lived a good life other than yeah. lions and nature trying to kill it, you know, it lived pretty well. Yeah, it's not all shot up full of hormones and being corralled into a cage or into a, a barn or, you know, it's not, um, it, besides n nature or natural predators, it's living a pretty stress-free life. Yeah, it, it's it's the way to go, and I think I think the world, a lot of people in the world are seeing it. You know, I think I think this year I had this conversation with a buddy the other day. Is I think your your draw odds, um, you know, for the amount of people, I think there's going to be a major push of new people applying for hunts this year. You know, they, they seen what 2020 provided. They seen empty grocery stores. They, I think you said the other night where you were only allowed to purchase, you know, two things of, of protein. And, yeah. and I think it, it, it woke up a lot of people. I think a lot of people were scared. I mean, I remember walking into our grocery store and, you know, there, there wasn't, there wasn't a single meat item Yep. and, you know, people in there just panicked, just in frantic you know and i i kind of walked by it and laughed and it was like thank god i'm a hunter i have two two freezers in my garage that are packed full like nice. it could be like this for the next year and i would still have nothing to worry about right you know yeah we might get tired of eating elk every every night but hey we're gonna be fed and so i think you're gonna see a lot of push for new hunters this year I absolutely agree with you, and it's um, it was eye-opening to me because, like you described, you know, our grocery, our local grocery stores, like, you get two items of protein in that per household, you know, not per person, but per household, and I think it was right after that, I went out and I bought my first compound bow, and uh, I went out and bought a Bowtech, and, and, um, Doug Lorefield up in Washington works at an archery shop. He, he, you know, he gave me some advice on what to get in the whole nine yards. And then last week, while I was in Arizona for a uh, visiting a friend, I bought a over-the-counter archery deer tag. I've never shot a deer before with a with a bow. I've never shot a deer before with a rifle, so it's going to yeah. be the first time for me. And I'm super stoked at. The, not only the opportunity, but the 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 potential for an adventure, and to be able to provide for my friends and my family. So, the the world is getting crazy. Ammunition is a is a big issue with everything right now, and so I figured I, I better learn how to go back to uh, or not go back, but I better learn how to be efficient with a bow just uh, just in case. You never know. Oh yeah, you know and. <laughs> You said you're a new adventure, man. You you get some damn adventures when you're archery hunting. That's, that's <laughs> uh, what I've heard. It's it's a whole it's a whole new world, and but I will tell you, when it when it happens, there there's no other greater greater feeling than when you let that arrow fly and you know it's a good shot and and man, it's just, it's overwhelming. We've you know we've shot elk elk in at you know four or five yards just standing there screaming heads off you can see their spit coming out of their, you know just they're furious they're ready to destroy something destroy it or hump you 
You're like, my God, I better kill this thing before he, before he takes a liking to me. Before he tries to mount you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's so. Somebody who has done both bow hunting and uh, rifle hunting. I don't know if you've done black powder or any of that, but is there a difference emotionally for you between bow hunting? And rifle hunting because you're so much closer to the animal, or is it kind of all the same? I think there is. Um, I think a lot of for archery is archery. You have so many failures. You know, you can have a, a thousand things go right, and the smallest thing, one thing, go wrong, and it's done. You know, with with rifle hunting, there's a lot of there's a lot of recovery. Hey. You miss a shot, you know, runs out. Okay, it's 100 yards further. You know, you can follow up or, you know, take shots. I don't suggest taking shots on the run. So right. with with rifle, you have a lot more, I think, room for air. But, you know, when you're when you're archery hunting, you you get a bull in or, you know, especially deer, you know, they're in that, in that range and that one little thing goes wrong, which is 90% of the time wind very very few chances that you'll you'll have something after that to capitalize on usually you know it might have taken taken you four five hours to get to be able to get in there for that shot and then two seconds of wind change and all that time is gone so i think a lot of archery hunts you know in for me in the past you know like when i killed this big deer I killed it on the 14th day of a 15 day hunt and I can't tell you how many things I had wrong. I mean, Scotty was there with me for, for a lot of those days. Well, um, Jeff Defoya. Well, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it was like, man, you have all these things go wrong just day after day. And you, you really, it's hard to not get down on yourself, you know, right. then you, then you have a shot opportunity and you you know, you make a stupid shot, you, you don't do your follow through. And, and it's like, man, is this ever going to happen? And so everything I've killed with a bow has, I've had days of failure before. So when it happens, it's just like, wow, it, it, uh, to me, it hits me harder. Now, as far as respect for the animal and stuff, no, it's no different, but I most definitely feel Dude, feel a, a different feeling. That's a lot of pressure. It is. I mean, that's like, you know, I, I practiced for quite a while with Paul Allen when I went on my elk hunt, and and he ran me through some different drills of, you know, timing and, and target acquisition on steel and things of that nature before we actually went out and, and um, tried to hunt for the elk. And... I, I, I kid you not, without that practice, I don't know that I would have gotten my elk. Um, yeah. It was the training. You know, I've been shooting long range since 2016. So I've been doing it for a little while, not as long as a lot of people, but long enough. I know what my, I, I know what my comfort zone is with a rifle for something this serious. Um, but the drills and everything that, that Paul ran me through definitely 
made me a more efficient and more confident hunter when it came to taking that shot on the elk. And I, I think that's a, a big deal is confidence. And, and now having you like talk about archery, I, I feel like I should be at the archery range right now instead of this podcast practicing for my hunt <laughs> in, in November. <laughs> you, you know, so, so this, this leads into a, something I was thinking about today um, getting onto this, you know, and th- I, I'm speaking out of, you know, friends, family, people that I know and people, people you just see, you know, people draw, draw archery tags and they immediately, Hey, for the most part, I got to grab my bow. I've got to start, you know, people are shooting their bows, you know, at least a couple times a week and, and really, really dialing them in. Right. The sad part is, you know, like you said, you've shot, you, you're around guns, you're around. Yep. But a lot of people draw a rifle tag and it's like, oh, I've done this since. And they think, I think a lot of people think of it as, oh, it's like riding a bike. And, you know, they, oh, hey, my, my hunt's coming up. Oh, I better go, go see where it's at. And they pull it out of the closet and they, they go lay on a bench and, you know, they, sh- they shoot a couple shots. Well, yeah, it looks good to me. And then off they go. Right. And I, th- I think archery hunting really provides, th- there's two kind of mindsets between a lot of people with, you know, drawing rifle tags versus an archery tag is everything I see, I see a lot of more people prep for archery and i think it's you know it's i'm glad they do but people have got to do it for rifles too people yes you know i i i cringe when you know i'm at the range you know i got a i got a big gun range 10 minutes from my house and you know i'll be up there doing low development or you know a couple of guys will come set up a barricade and we'll shoot all day so you know we'll watch 30 people roll in and you watch these guys drag out this big old lead sled, put it on the bench. You know, they shoot a couple shots. They walk over, talk to us. You know, hey, how's it going? Oh, yeah, I, I got a hunt. I got a hunt next week. You know, and they took they took ten shots off their lead sled. They put their gun up, and and they they think they are good to go. And I cringe at how many people I see run that mentality and it's like that is so far from from what you need to be doing but people it don't is. see it that way with with rifle hunting and it's i mean it shows i and you, you, oh sorry go ahead you just you just watch how how these people i mean i've you've i've never seen a single person in my life shoot an animal off of a lead sled but I've seen right. <laughs> I've seen 200 people sight their rifle in on a lead sled. Yep. You know, it's like what what are you doing? And it's um it, it's crazy because when we first started the NRL Hunter concept, and and you know Scott, it was this was Scott Satterley's concept, and and he came to to me with the idea, and um, we took it and we really ran with it with Scott. Obviously, he's he's a big part of this. Um, but we started doing some research and I, I don't remember what the exact numbers are right now. Um, 
but it was this, it was astonishing how many first not first time how many people would get a tag to go hunting and that would be the first time that year that they would pull their rifle out meaning that's what you said you know it's collecting dust in the safe they dust it off shoot it off to confirm zero and they think that that's good enough well you know the, the scary thing is is maybe 10 years ago that was okay because there weren't as many hunters now there's over you know somewhere i, I think i read like 11 million hunters in the united states and animals are getting more and more skittish more and more intelligent more and more aware of what's going on in their surroundings and they're not necessarily you know not everywhere can you necessarily take a hundred yard shot at an animal anymore um especially in the western united states you know shots are becoming further and further out and i'm not even talking long range i'm talking you know two three hundred yards yeah and a lot of people don't know anything past you know 100 or 150 200 yards they they have no idea how to fathom how to make their rifle a, a efficient you know a, a, an efficient tool to harvest that animal and, and that's really scary and that's one of the big reasons why i was so interested with developing the nrl hunter series because the nrl hunter series you know, it's a competition, but when Scott and I talked about this, it was more about the education. It was more about teaching people about their gear, how to use their gear, and how to become better ethical hunters. One one hundred percent. You you see these guys, you know, that show up to the range, you know, they say they had a zero and it's like, well, they shot ten shots. Nine nine shots are three inches every direction, but they had one finally hit center. Well, it's good. Off they go. And I, and, and a lot of times I, I have a feeling that, you know, a lot of people, you know, Hey, practice their hundred practice their 200, but then they're four days in on a, on a hunt that's just kicked their butts and, Oh, there's a 350 yard shot and they take them. And to me, that is, you know, is wrong for the animal to begin with. It's like, if you ain't practiced it, but I think so many people get down and they base hunts only off of success. If they kill something that, you know, they get to the field and they take a lot of these shots that, you know, they've never practiced. They, they shot 10 rounds at a hundred yard target. And now they're, they're wanting to take a 300 yard shot. You know, for us, that's like, we, we don't even think about that. Right. Right. But, but we've been doing this for a long time. Exactly. But you take the masses and and it's a different story. You know, one one thing I, I cringe at is I, I love watching, you know, Western hunting, you know, whether I you know, throw throw YouTube on and let it play and while I'm reloading or lately while I've been painting the house, you know, I just let it roll and you watch all these hunts. You watch people draw these amazing tags you know whether it's them or you know the one that really gets me is you know the kids you know kids are gotten lucky and they're drawing these once in a lifetime hunts you know and then here comes a hunt and they're videoing it for tv or a youtube channel or whatever 
and you watch them set up for a shot. You know, the one thing that makes me laugh is, well, five guys packed in seven different tripods for cameras and everything to have, you know, every different angle they can possibly get it on. And they put this poor kid shooting off of two rickety, you know, shooting <laughs> sticks. And it's like, it's like, why? I mean, you're setting them up you for failure. Yeah. Exactly. You see the biggest, you see the biggest names in hunting, you know, without calling anyone out, but you do, you see the biggest people out there that have shows on TV, you know, massive YouTube channels. And it's like, why why would you do that like and a lot of it is they just don't know well and and you watch these shots i mean you watch i don't know how many shots on tv are missed and those are those are shots that you're like you're like man like for for a little bit of practice that is a shot that is nothing but for them and, you know, not having, they don't want to carry an extra pound for a bipod. So they throw it on a bouncy backpack and it's like, why, why do you, why do you drive yourself to get, first of all, drawing a tag, drawing a tag these days is not easy. No, I mean, it's hard to do, you know, it co- costs money. You take the travel, you take hunt hunting is not cheap. No, it's not. And it's getting more and more expensive. And you watch all this. They have the best of gear, the best of boots, good rifles. But then it comes down to that 10 seconds before the shot. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, and it's just. It's insane. Yeah. No. And I, I think that's, you know, where a lot of this whole NRL hunter has has gotten me excited is teaching people, you know, Hey, wh- wh- how, how would you shoot? How would you, if that was a, that 400 yard target out there, if that was a, that was a mule deer and you're right here and you're pinned down, how are you going to go about shooting it? Right. And a lot of them just stand there in like, uh, I don't know. And, it, you know, for people who are on the other side with us, it's like, Oh man, I would right here, right there. You know, we have a hundred different options and, and we don't, you know, it'd be a pretty certain shot. Right. And, and the thing is, is we're not saying that the people that have been shooting precision rifle are better or worse or whatever. It's just a different mindset. It's a different way that we look at things that if people who want to be, so if I'm going to be a hunter, I want to be able to be the best hunter I can be with my skill set. You know, exactly. I want to make sure that I set myself up for success every single time I go out. And that if if I have to buy, you know, the expensive gear because of weather conditions or I have to do whatever, then I'm going to save up and I'm going to make sure that I have the best that I can afford to go do that. And it's the same thing. You know, if you spend thousands of dollars on on gear, you spend thousands of dollars on on your tags and and hotels and everything else, and you miss 
a 300-yard shot because you did not practice, you just wasted every single penny that you put into that hunt because of your lack of willing to willingness to go practice and learn. Yeah, and exactly. That sucks. You know, I, w- I would be personally, you know, if I came back to you, Dusty, and I told you, you and I have been friends for a long time, and if I came back and I told you I missed a 250-yard shot off of a rock at a broadside deer, you'd probably laugh your ass off at me and ask me when the last oh, yeah. time I went shooting was. Yeah. You know? And the reality is, is, is you and I engage targets from the precision rifle world out, you know, anywhere on average between four and 800 yards on an average. So that's not a, you know, that's not a hard shot for us. Most of the time, you know, we're not perfect, but we practice that a lot. Um, A lot of the hunters nowadays don't know how to engage targets outside of a couple hundred yards. They don't, you know, and I'll, I'll tell you when I, when I got into long range shooting, I had my, I think I had my first custom rifle built in 2008. Um, and I, I was completely, I had no one. I didn't know a single person who shot long range. Um, I fell in love with it off of watching gun works on, on TV yeah. and, yeah. you know, went and had a rifle built and, Unfortunately, for not having anyone, I I paid a lot of. I learned the expensive way. Uh, I did I did a lot of things that you know that you I didn't need to buy, should have bought, and and so over the years, you know, it, it got better and better. But you know, I was still missing missing animals, even with you know just tack driving rifles. But then got into this competition world and i will tell you that you know people ask well how does competition you know if i shot the same same amount of rounds during a year well yeah you'd be a lot better but what happens is when you're in that competition setting it drives you to think outside the box you think a lot quicker when every point counts yeah you know you look at hey I don't, I don't want to just let a shot go and then I'm going to see where it goes. No, I want a sh- my first shot to hit. And so right. you, you drive a lot more, have, you just have a lot better mentality of, of how, to, how to approach it. And there's a lot of great hunters, you know, that if they, if they had that last little skill, I mean, they would, it'd be, there'd be a lot more animals dying. There, there would be. I mean, and not only would your success rate go up per hunt, but ethically, you would feel you'd be able to sleep a lot better at night because yep. when you go to a range as a average shooter or you know average hunter shooter or whatever, and you think that just because it went inside of the circle that it, that you're okay, well, to a certain distance, yeah, you're going to be okay. But past yep. that, you're not. And you're not. Like I said, you might be on that dream hunt where that, you know, that red stag is not coming any closer than 300 yards, 400 yards. It's just not doing it. You have no other choice 
but to either take the shot or quit the hunt. If you're not confident taking the shot and you haven't practiced it, quit the hunt. Don't take yeah. an unethical shot. But if you... No, I, we're I finding... You, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, Travis. <laughs> but if you practice and you have the confidence to take that shot because you you mentor with somebody or you, you start going to, to the NRL Hunter competitions and learning how to take those shots or you're practicing more often, whatever it is, if you have, you know, a 90% confidence that you can make that shot, then, then yeah, take that shot. But if you have a 10% confidence that you're going to hit it somewhere, just walk away. Let that animal live. Don't wound an animal and and pray that you know it goes down because that's that that's horrible that that's not hunting that's that's just stupidity no and it's hap it's happening a lot i was um set down with our with our outfitter that runs all the hunts out on the ranch and and the conversation got came up because he he came out and watched one of our matches and you know here we are shooting off of off of rim rock, you know, a lot of everything based off of how hunting shots are out West. It's very rare where we're at. You better be able to shoot three, 400 yards. And, and those are, those are the close shots for us anymore. You know, we're, we're hunting canyons. We're hunting big canyons here. You know, you don't, you don't got that hundred and hundred and shot. And, he he's seen he he walked around watched watched people shoot and he was in awe of how how like these guys ran up without you know really even being able to think about it ran up through through pretty much minimal gear a bipod and a and a rear bag threw it on this rock and we're taking thousand yard shots on on steel and he's like my goodness like you know he's been outfitting hunts for 20 years. Yep. And so after the match, we, we really started talking about it and he's like, man, I'd, I would really like to see, you know, you guys take my, my guides and, and teach them how to have, you know, show them some of these tricks of, you know, Hey, how to set up in these different scenarios, how to take that, that hunter that came from back east where you know his hunt yeah he knows 100 yard shots that's all he's ever had to deal with well now he wants to come out west he wants to and you know the the 100 yard shots don't exist you know how how are how can we set them up you know to to take you know these three four hundred yard shots you know and then he he asked you know man what is what is everyone twirling twirling in the air i see everyone standing around they're all twirling some some damn thing on a rope i was like man that's that's every bit of your information to make this shot count you know explain kestrels and and he has a cus a couple custom built rifles for you know hunters that come in and, and they'd been running some program like you know off of a box type deal and you know, once I set him down and showed him that, he was like, "Okay, where do where do I buy these? I need these. Yes. Like this is 
this ain't competition. This is making my hunters a lot more successful. This is me trying to keep guides from having to blood trail a, a gut shot animal for the next six hours, yep. you know, because they were able to provide the right information to the, to the hunter and make the correct shot. Yep. And so the competition world, it really does. There's a lot of people don't want, doesn't want to accept the fact, but it drives huge into the hunting world. Absolutely. And I, I know you and I keep saying competition and the NRL hunter series is set up as a competition, but don't let the word competition deter you from coming out and learning, you know? No, not at all. Not at all. Like I think Scott said it the other day, what you could take away from a weekend of an NRL hunter, what you could take away from that one weekend would take you 20, 30 years of, of hunting failures to, to learn it. It's like, man, you can walk away and learn this in a weekend and know your limits. And, and Hey, you know, you start, you started Saturday morning, your limit was 300, you know, by Sunday, Sunday afternoon, Hey, new limit is, you know, 500, you know, how, how much more valuable is that? And to me, that is, that is priceless. By oh, time absolutely. you, by time you get the tag, which is like I said, it's that that's the biggest achievement anymore. And then the money and everything you drive into it to make this hunt happen. I want to go into it with every everything I got. I don't want to leave nothing unchecked because I'll tell you what I hate. I hate chasing a wounded animal. Well, I, I've never had that experience yet because I've only harvested one big game animal, and I know my day will come where I have to go through that experience. It, it happens. It happens to anyone who's hunted long enough. But yeah, but there is a lot of things you can do to make sure it don't happen. Also, exactly. You know, it's a, you know, it's like they say about motorcycle guys. You're not really a, a motorcycle guy unless you fall. You've fallen once, right? Well. Yeah, they say the same thing about hunters. You're not really a hunter until you had to track an animal, um, and I get that, and I'll deal with that when it comes. But it, you bet your ass, I'm, every time I go out, I'm going to be as prepared as I can be to be successful without um, without injuring an animal. Yeah, so. I, I have a I have a funny story. I um, I shot a shot a good buck in Colorado a couple of years ago, and it was a uh, situation where had had gotten a good setup laying prone i got a game game changer in the rear you know i'm, I'm solid this deer was at at 760 and he walks out behind a rock the six does that are in front of him are having to jump up this little ledge so a lot of this too is knowing when you can take that shot Right. And knowing that, you know, all these does are waiting to jump up this little ledge, kind of had that buck just standing there. So I knew he's going to stand there until all those does have jumped up and, you know, then he'll follow suit. So I knew I had time that he wasn't going to, you know, step out of a shot or, or whatnot. And I let that, I let that first bullet go and I watched it hit. 
I mean, just straight trace all the way to him and just bury right in between the right behind his shoulder. And the guy that was on, on glass before he could even say, Hey, you hit him. There was another shot in the air and that, that next shot hit, you know, cause a buck, it hit him, but he just stood. He didn't move. Right. And that second shot was in the air. And when we got to him, you know, those shots were an inch and a half apart from each other. Nice. And, and, and he's like, how in the hell did, and it's like, man, that's competition. You know, I watched that, watch that first shot hit. In my opinion, if they're standing, you send another one Yep. and, you know, walk up, you know, right after that second shot hit him, he starts tumbling off cliffs and, you know, we got to him and sure enough, there's two shots that were inch and a half apart from each other. Oh, and, yeah. you know, he was kind of like, Holy shit. I've never, I've never seen someone shoot that fast. And it's like, well, it wasn't, I wasn't trying to shoot fast, but I seen my first shot. It hit perfect. And the deer was, you know, still on his feet. And to me, Hey, it's my goal is to kill this thing as fast as, fast as i can and if it takes three shots i'm gonna take all three i don't care my goal is to put him out as fast as i can so there's no suffering and and for the rest of the hunt that's all he talked about was man i watched that first shot hit and before i could even say anything i was watching another bullet go through the air (laughs) that's awesome that's awesome so we talked a lot about hunting stories and, and kind of thoughts about hunting in general. Um, but people want to know, I want to know about your match. Cause I've been up to Farmington. I was there a couple of years ago and honestly, I had no idea that New Mexico had this kind of beauty to it. Cause I've been all over New Mexico, except for that Northern part. And the Northern part is, its own typography. I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous up there. Um, yeah. So, so we got, you know, a lot of people think New Mexico, they think flat looks a lot like Texas. Yeah. Desert and, cactus. Yeah. And, and where we're, where we're at. Um, so our country is, you know, canyons, we have canyons just everywhere. There is, if, if it's a flat ground, all it is is, you know, big sagebrush flat, and it's either on the bottom of the canyon or at the top. So right. we got a we got a lot of terrain. Um, you know, where, where we've done our last NRL matches, you know, we're up on a rim rock. All the, all the way around, we shoot almost in a 360, and you're shooting down into, into you know, a big sagebrush flat as if, you know, and animals out there feeding or, you know, we, we go across and we have targets on the other side as, Hey, you got to the edge, you watch this animal feed across or whatever. And now, you know, you have targets going, going up the, up the Canyon Canyon sides. And, and so we have always based all of our, all of our matches, whether, you know, we, we started with PRS matches, which we, we did a year of that. And then got in with the NRL and we've done NRL since, but we've still based everything off of, you know, very similar hunting situations. We, 
we got, you know. Oh, sorry, good. You know, we, we got the wind, you know, you got to look at, hey, you know, there's three canyons coming this, you know, all from different ways. What's what's going to be our, you know, what's the one that we have to really, you know, focus on? What's going to what's going to matter and, and everything. So. So what I remember from being up there when I when I went to the last match that I attended, um, it is prime elk coyote we saw deer we saw ground squirrels rabbits i mean the wildlife up there is absolutely abundant now obviously at the match we're not shooting at wildlife we're going to be shooting at steel targets but the terrain is going to be very similar to what somebody would be dealing with if they went on a elk or deer hunt or predator hunt up in northern New Mexico, correct? Very, very much so. Southern Colorado, you know, a lot of this area really does prep you for a lot of areas. I've hunted a lot of Utah, and you know, our, our areas are yeah. are so much alike. And so, you know, the funny thing is, where we have our hold our matches on the ranch, we we had a. We had a 60-person match. It was a this little thing we had between New Mexico and Arizona. Cactus and Cup. Cact, yeah, the Cactus <laughs> Cup. And so we shot, you know, there's 60 shooters. We shot a ten, 10 stages that day. And for all the guys that were camping, we went ahead and um, walked through the stages that we were going to shoot the next day. We had literally got done shooting an hour and a half ago. You know, we all went back and it, we're all camping, camping in there and, you know, Hey, grab some beers. Let's go walk through the walk through tomorrow's stages. And these guys are, everyone's walking through going, what there's elk out. And I mean, we got done 60 people just got done shooting. And then an hour and a half later, you know, I think we, there was 30 plus elk out there already. Wow. You know, I mean, we, we have, there's a, insane amount of animals um you know right there where where you have been if you remember that location that you um you parked the trailer on for day two yeah when you when you were up here we just we just ran a mountain lion with dogs last week off of there wow okay so you got mountain lions. Do you have bears up there too yeah yeah bear, so, you, so we wow so you got everything over there yeah, we, we got a, you know, we, we got a fair number of bears. Um, we, we usually, we usually meet the quota every year for, for unit two and, um, deer, deer and elk unit two is, is where we're at. And I mean, that is probably, probably it's, it's safe to say it's one of the best units in New Mexico for deer. I mean, so this is where for sure. Yes. And, you know, this is where, you know, most of the governor tags come out of, you know, there's, we kill a lot of big deer. Um, and we have a, our elk numbers are growing insane. Our, well, our elk herds are. Like when, when I was there for the match, Janae and I um, were driving in the morning to the match. And we, no joke, we saw a cow elk being chased by a coyote on the side of the road oh yeah we, we yeah were, we like, have we, dumbfounded 
we have to tell everyone, you know, because it, it is one thing about, you know, when you come, come down to w- where the ranch is located, it is a little bit of a drive from um, town if you, if you choose to stay in town. But it's not a horrible drive. You, you, you have scenery, and, and we have to tell all of our – one of the emails I send out to everyone is, hey, watch the wildlife because early in the morning, you're going to be dodging elk, and there's a lot of elk. And if you hang out after the match and you go home and it's getting a little later – you have got to watch them because this this highway is loaded with elk. The other day, went out to set targets, and I think there was like four dead elk just in that you know that stretch from right. Bloomfield to the ranch. I mean, we have a massive amount of of animals. So, and, and you have some of the best fishing in the nation. Yes. Yeah, so that's another thing we are um, we are offering. So, you know, I look at this, at this NRL hunter is it's not just a, a, you know, ah, show up, I'm going to shoot this thing that they call a comp, whatever it's, Hey, this is a perfect opportunity. Hey, would you like to camp it? We have camping opportunities, you know, come out, test your gear, make it, make it a fun weekend. There are so many things to do. Um, we have set up with the outfitter that runs the hunts on the, on the ranch. He is also, um, guides fishing trip, floating fishing trips on the San Juan river, which the San Juan river is one of the, is one of the top rivers in the United States for fly fishing. It's insane. It is 20 minutes away from where from the ranch so and you can we have it set up where we are going to actually camp at our outfitters lodge um and he has it set up to where if you guys if someone would like to come early or stay you know stay after the match and do a um do a float fishing trip he is set up and prepared to take to take people i talked to him the other day and he's like yeah i already and so i've had a couple of guys that are shooting your match that are already already signed up to to shoot your fish the day before or fish the day after and um, i gotta get on that. i, gotta I know get on dust that sure. dustin coleman's coming and i think he he booked a fishing trip yeah he's come, so dustin coleman's coming all the way from vermont to shoot yeah match in New Mexico yeah he is at the fish. He is at the very, very east side. So, yes. So, th- so no, it, you. So there's it, a lot. It's of- a weekend packed full of adventure and fun, and and you can really make what you want out of this, and take away so much knowledge, information, and new relationships that it's insane. I mean, Dustin, you know, we're talking. Oh, here he booked it, I guess, but I, I need to get on it for me. Uh, we're talking about. Fishing on Thursday, so we're going to try to get up there early with Dustin and fish on Thursday. Friday, we have registration, and there's going to be some education, and we're going to be there to help everybody get all their gear together and make sure that they're successful for the match. Yeah, and you know. um, Friday, all the uh, all the ROs um, that 
that want want to shoot the match, they're going to shoot the whole course on Friday. Yes. Um, to to keep it to keep it as close to, you know the, because they're they're also going to be be in with the with the scores and and prize table and stuff. So yes, sir. Um, we 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 got some cool things going for registration too. Um, you know, I have to thank um, Stone Glacier. Stone Glacier is. I actually just unboxed it, but I got a big box sitting right in front of me of packs. Um, nice. Stone Glacier, Stone Glacier's hooked it up. And if you're in the hunting world, you know Stone Glacier is that you know they're at the top. They're one of the yep. best. And you know we're gonna do a. I'm gonna actually pack my Stone Glacier with every bit of my hunting gear, all the way from snacks, water ammo everything and yeah (laughs) and and you know we're gonna we're gonna have a hey twenty dollar you know raffle get guess the weight of this pack and there's gonna be some people take some brand new stone glacier packs on um another thing we got going is we're going in 10 person increments every 10 people who sign up we're taking those 10 people or or someone who's referred someone that signed up and we're going to wrap and we're going to do a random drawing. So one in one in 10 chance of you winning another stone glacier pack. Heck yeah. Um, another, another thing we do is we allow. So w- one big thing that we've always had with the ranch owner is he has dri- driven, you know, love seeing kids come out and shoot with us. Um, we we've decided that hey it's expensive if there's a family that wanted wants to play you know it's expensive just in entry fees right. you know and now a guy's looking hey i i got two boys that want to shoot also man that could that could turn into just 750 dollars just in entry fees yep. so w- one thing we've done is hey if if a parent signs up and they got a kid with them the kid shoots for free now is that you one know, kid or two kids or I mean I got a family if, of ten if a, kids. If a if a parent sh- signs up and he has two boys that want to shoot, those boys are shooting free. Heck yeah, that's huge. No, we we're we're here to, you know we we love having the kids shoot. You know I I think it shows we we normally have a very good outcome. You know we've had I think last year our national match we had we had nine youth shooters nice you know and and for me it's it's hey no i want to get these kids out i want to see them shoot and you know make make it where families can do this that's awesome that's awesome man i'm i mean i'm excited for the entire hunter series but i'm excited to get back out to new mexico just because i had a ton of fun out there i'm trying i'm thinking that i want to camp this next trip just to make it more of an adventure. Um, yep. I got to get it past the crew. Some of the guys on the crew still like to take their showers, but I, I think camping out there would be awesome. Um, fishing, shooting. I mean, you can't ask for a better weekend and I mean, it's, it should be good weather. Um, yeah. You know, right now it's been, um, you know, I think yesterday and today warmed up to like 55 degrees. 
Our, our mornings were, you know, 30, 35. Um, now it is New Mexico. It, it could, it could, it could come the weekend and it could be down to single digits and cold, or it could even be warmer. It's, it's really hard to predict around here. Um, we do have a fair amount of snow right now. So one thing, you know, we're, um, bring, bring a, if you, here's if you have an option of bringing a truck or a car, bring the truck. <laughs> yes. Now, majority of hunting is done in the cooler months, colder months. Yeah. In snow. Well, so, and that was what we, we talked with Scott. We're like, man, we, we want it early. Yeah. We want it to, we want it to represent what your August or October or November hunt is like where you, you know, Hey, I, man, I gotta, I gotta put some gloves on. My hands are cold. You know, you got a couple jackets on. I heard you talk about with Paul, you know, that, Hey, you found out with all your layers that that presented, you know, some issues. And so that, that was our biggest drive was, yeah, I don't want a hunter match in, in June when it's 90 degrees out here. It, it doesn't feel like hunting. Let, let's do it when it's still cold. We're still going to, there's going to be mud. There's going to be snow. There's going to, you know, it's going to be a hunting trip. You're just going to shoot. You're going to shoot a lot of things instead of one animal. <laughs> right. And the best part about that is it's the perfect environment to really test your gear. You know, uh, very perfect. You know, Dusty's referring, you know, I did another show, um, and I wrote a story about my hunt in Utah. And, you know, I was wearing so many clothes, so many different layers to stay warm uh, that my shooting position and my, my shooting, not fundamentals, but the, my, the way I approached my rifle was completely different so that I could be secure in my shot. And if you don't practice that and you don't know that, I mean, it's it's a big difference. And so, you know, the, is it nice to shoot in 70 degree perfect weather? Yes. I'm from California. I'm fortunate. I can do that, yeah. you know, but the reality is, is all of the hunts that I have scheduled for this coming year are going to be in probably cold, crappy weather conditions. Yep. But you know what? It's going to make it that much more fun and that much more of an adventure. So, hey, if you're freezing, if you're soaking wet, I don't care. You're not having fun no more. Right. And you could have the best hunt be completely destroyed by being, you know, just unprepared. You know, we talked about how important it is to be be ready for your shot. But if you ain't a, if you ain't ready for your gear, I'll tell you what, it's, you know, it can ruin a hunt and get get, you know, life-threatening all at the same time. Yes, so you've got to you got to have it dialed in, and this is going to be a perfect opportunity. Um, you know, if you choose to choose to camp with us, we we have a fun camp. Um, oh yes, you do. The gonna, the New Mexico the New Mexico you, guys. You say we, it doesn't matter if you say it because you're from New Mexico. I want to give you a unsolicited third party endorsement. The New Mexico crew that usually comes out to these type of matches. Always do a potluck style dinner. You know, they're grilling like 20 different meats. And I mean, they're just, they go nuts with it. And it is some of the best food 
I have ever had in the outdoors, period. I mean, some of it's too spicy for me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little adito, <laughs> like, you know, white boy who can't, have, can't handle those yeah. New Mexico chilies. But I think, I mean, I've been at New Mexico cookouts with you where I've had coos deer, I've had elk, I've had regular deer, I've had stuff that I didn't even know what it was, but it was delicious. So, and, and the New Mexico boys are not shy about sharing. You know, no, if, so if it's there, it's for for whoever wants to eat. So, so that's another thing we do when we camp, um, and and no matter what match it is, whether it's you know NRL, Guardian, you know all the different matches we run throughout the year, is we we make camp fun, and everyone knows when you're in New Mexico, we got the we got the discos rolling. And we do, we have a, we have a major potluck, you know, everyone camping, you know, we pretty much feed everyone, um, free, free booze, free, you know, we, we do it, we do it up, we do it upright. Um, you know, I, everyone was in shock last year for our NRL match, um, Friday night, we had, you know, we had 30 plus camps set in there and I did a, I did a Cajun boil. And we're talking Cajun boil. I think I had like 40, 30 pounds of crab. We had 45 pounds of crawfish, shrimp, what? everything. Dude, Matter you better of fact, have that at the hunter match because you're making <laughs> we, me hungry, bro. We, we cooked so much food that me and Wes, Wes Roland, had to carry the table off when it was done. And I bet you we still threw away. I mean, it was still stacked 10 inches deep. Dude, don't tell and, me that. that. That makes me sad. I didn't make that match. <laughs> oh, it was sad, but that—that's—that's that's what we want. We, we want everyone to, hey, when when they come, you know, we're not just here to here to give you a good shooting experience, which, you know, we 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 try our we try our best, but we're also you know the whole weekend. We we want every bit of the weekend to be just a blast. We, you know, we we get some cornhole. We get you know, horseshoes going big bonfire. So a cool thing with, um, where we're going to camp this year is if you, if you choose to stay in town, it's going to be about a 50 to 55 minute drive from Bloomfield, New Mexico. And if you choose that it is, unfortunately now, you know, there's not 17,000 acre ranches that are right outside of Bloomfield that we can shoot on. You know, unfortunately, I mean, that would be real convenient to have a 10 minute drive, but just doesn't work out that way. But I will tell you, you know, the drive, the drive makes and where you end up at makes it completely worth it. Cause you are, you were in the heart of some of the best hunting, hunting around. Um, If you choose to camp, we're going to be, we're going to be about 20, 25 minutes from where, from where, um, where the match is going to be at there. We are going to stay at the, at the outfitters lodge. And there's a cool, some really cool history to this lodge. This lodge was originally built. It's a big building, but it doesn't have a roof for the whole middle section of it. Hmm. This building was originally a cockfighting building. What? Yeah. So, so this building was 
built for for fighting your chicken, seeing whose whose rooster can kill the kill the other right. rooster. Yeah, yeah, I, I... yeah. So, so he has he has turned it into his hunting lodge. He's put a a full blown bar in it. It's got all kinds of sweet animals in it. It's got kitchens. It's got and then all around the outside is these rooms. They're all heated. They got um, these. They're on cots, but they're you know big, thick, you know three inch mattresses on them, and and that's where all the hunters stay. There's also going to be um, we can host about ten RVs, and if a guy, hey man, I I want to try out my tent because this is where I'm gonna I'm gonna be living in this tent in in October. Well, there's plenty of place. We can all get around. There's a big fire pit in the middle. You know, we can we can all have a really good time time together okay. outside of shooting the match. Also, so can you reserve a, a a place at the lodge? Yes, sir. Yeah, just get you just get with me on that. Oh, I want two rooms, bro. Okay, legit. Okay, if, perfect. If there's two rooms that my boys can get comfortable. Then I'll yeah. put them in the, you know, my, my crew, I'll put them in there and, and, and I'll camp out and I'll be sleeping under your trailer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. And I, and I don't think, you know, for the rooms and stuff, I don't think it's going to really cost much of anything. I, I got to finalize that with, with Derek. Um, and I'll get that done this week, but yeah, we, you know, if you want to bring your RV, you want to bring your tent, we're going to have places to stay and it does cut your drive down. I'm going to do all of that. I want to. I want a couple of rooms. I'm going to bring the trailer. I'm going to bring tents, and I'm going to try it all. Yeah, no, it'll, it's gonna it's gonna be a good time. We, you know, we got. I was looking at the roster of shooters we got. We got. I've had guys. We got guys that have never even. You know, I was having to refer them back to you know some some YouTube videos. I mean, they are completely new to this. To you know, we got some really good hunters. We got yep. Curtis Winter. You know, Curtis. Oh, yeah. Curtis has had a lifetime of hunting. Um, Wes Rowland. Wes Rowland is, I think, in this game is going to be dangerous. He he knows how to he knows how to glass. He knows yeah. how to get quick ranges. Okay, is Wes going to play the game, or is he just going to you know, is he going to just come to a couple of matches and have some fun? Because I know he's been very busy uh, with his professional and personal life where he hasn't competed much, but he's still sharp as hell. No, I, I think, I think he's, um, you know, talking to him. I think he's, yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna, you know, try a couple of these out. And, um, you know, I, I think he's, I think he's going to shoot well. Um, the one good thing is where, where we're shooting there ain't a single person seen it. No one, no one knows what to even expect because, um, we are on, on a new new piece of property um so there's going to be a it's going to be new for everyone so that that's exciting in itself it's been a lot of work for myself but it's going to be new because everyone's going to have new new look new canyons new no no one has sent a single shot through this canyon yet that's awesome so so it's going to be new to everyone and and you know that gives a gives a good you know playing field and and we haven't you know a lot of people think well it's nrl it's going to be long range 
I will tell you this, this isn't really long. Yes, there's long targets, but this is to make, Hey, where should we be shooting animals? There's very few people should be shooting animals at a thousand yards. So that's not where we set our targets. I will tell you there's one target at 950. Just one. If you miss that target, who cares? The best that is is two points. Right. That ain't going to make or break nothing. Nope. Our, and it's more of a, let's see if you can do it, give you a chance to try it anyways. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, know. it's more of the novelty than it is, is hey, we're, we're here to make you a better 950-yard shooter. No, it's more, hey, well, I know I can't take that shot because I never even seen where it went. Or, hey, man, I, you know, I, I center punch that thing. So, you know, the focus is we have really driven the, the 300, 300 to 700, you know, where, where you could hunt. And, and that's, that's where, that's where your points are going to be. So don't, I don't want anyone to get discouraged of, well, you know, my rifle only, you know, I'm only comfortable to six. Well, well, that's perfect because this is going to, you know, if you're comfortable to six, then you could put a hurting on a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. This isn't, this isn't a match full of thousand yard targets where, you know, luck and everything else comes in. It's, it's real hunting situations. Nope, absolutely, and, and that's huge. And um, the the great part about this match and all the hunter matches is every hunter match is being the match director is a hunter. It's being designed by hunters for hunters, based upon their region. Uh, so, you know, when you come to Dusty's match in New Mexico, um, it's just absolutely gorgeous canyons, gorgeous terrains. Um, I mean, you see everything right there and it's just, it's beautiful. So, um, well, you know, it's funny is when, when Scott Satterley showed up to our, it's the first time he'd been out here, um, was last year for the NRL match and, and he ended up shooting it. He showed up and every, you know, I'm, I'm the match director running around busy, you know, hitting all these stages and every time I'd run into Scott, he'd just look around and go, this is the best place I've ever seen to hunt. And, you know, that it went, that was coming right off of his Hornady Precision Match where he had a lot of success. And, yep. you know, we, we, we talked about it then. He's, he, you know, it's, hey, we, we've, got, we've got to put a hunter match here because this, this just drives hunting. Like, every, every stage is is built for the hunter so you know we we don't run no there's no gimmicky gamey stuff it is based off of everything as far as hunting when i've been setting these stages up it's like yeah that would be cool but that's kind of a a gamer you know it's like what what's what's reality well move over you know hey this is the stage this is this is reality of if you were to walk up to this, you know, canyon edge, this is where you're going to take a shot. You're not going to take a shot standing on one leg on your tippy toe with a tripod yeah, in the back. No, you're not. You're going to go to right here, and this. So that is where the stage is built. Yep. I want to wrap this up. A couple of things. 
if you're new to hunting, you're new to competition, don't be afraid. Come on out. If you don't have the gear, the NRL Hunter has a loaner rifle program that's 100% free to members. You have to be an NRL Hunter member. Um, if we have ammo available, we'll even provide the ammo for free just based on what our supply is from our sponsors. Um, if you need binos, if you need you know, a tripod, if you need whatever it is that you think is holding you back from being an efficient hunter or being competitive or having fun, sign up for the match, drop us a line. We have plenty of gear to help, you know, help people out. Um, if you are brand new to the match and you need some help walking through what the scenario is, everybody who's there that has, or is part of the NRL family will help you out because that's how we are. We want everybody to be successful. We want everybody to have a good time. Um, the NRL Hunter matches, there's there's three of them open. Dusty's is open right now. You can find all of them on the nrlhunter.org website. Um, find out more information there. Dusty's, Dusty's match is going to be a hell of a good time. I hope I get to see everybody there. Um, Dusty, am I forgetting anything? Do you want to add anything? Um, same thing. We, we have, um, we have a ton of, we have a ton of stuff. Um, we have, I have a tote of different bags, you know, all this different gear. We got binos, I got extra tripods. I got everything you can think of. So, you know, I had a guy call me he goes, Hey, you know, this is the one piece of gear I'm lacking, but I know I'm going to need it. I told him, sign up, come see you at registration. And, you know, I got it for you. Yes. And, you know, a lot of my guy, a lot of my guys are, are owing, but a lot of my guys are also willing to, Hey, if you need something, man, they're, they're more than gracious to, to help you out. Um, another thing, don't ever think that you don't have the right equipment from the, from the guys that I've already talked to, um, I've talked to most of the people signed up and we got everything we got from, you know, a full blown carbon built rifle in the light class, full blown, you know, rifle built for the heavy. We got a ton of factory guys and we got factory guys with, you know, $300 rifles. Don't think that you're going to be so overgunned that you don't even want to show up there. There is everything. Bring what you got. Learn it, enjoy it, and I can promise you, when you leave, you are going to have a very better understanding of where you're at, where your capabilities are, what you need to work on, what what you're strong at, and you will leave a better hunter. Yes, sir. Um, one more thing is we don't cancel matches. I know the, the world is crazy. But I am a firm believer we are free we are free Americans, no matter what governor of official says we're not. We are. So we don't cancel matches. We are on private ranches. We follow precautions, but we do not cancel. I know, you know, people have been scared to sign up if well, I don't want to sign up, then it get canceled, then I lose my entry fee. It is not a it it's not gonna happen. We we make we will have this match. So, 
Yep, there you go. It's as simple as that. Uh, it's going to be a great time. This uh, the show has gone by super fast, and, and I can't believe it's already been this long that we've been talking, brother. It's it's uh, it was cool to hear your stories and find out a little bit more about your hunting side than just your competitive shooting side. Uh, it's really really cool. I look forward to seeing you here in a, just over a month or so, right? Yeah, it's coming. It's coming up quick. I've been I've been out out on all my free time getting getting targets set and um it, it's it's coming up i'm looking forward to seeing everyone and we are we're gonna have a good match it's you know we're not we're not gonna have i don't think a huge outcome but we are gonna have a solid match it, and it's a good solid match event and, and good people it's all we're looking for also, you know, something that I guess me and Travis, we could bring up real quick that's changed is we are offering a basic package. Yes. So, so say, say, say you're wanting that this is sparking an interest for you, but you're like, well, Hey, I don't have a hunting rifle set up or I don't have, you know, something I want to be able to take, but you know, I shoot NRL or I shoot PRS or I got match. Well, you can still sign up um, on the website. You are you are able to choose the basic package. Um, that entry fee is cut in half. You it does not provide you um, scores or um, the prize table, but it all but it does cover you um, all your meals all the weekend. It covers everything else. And at least you get to come in here and be like, hey, man, yeah, I really do like this. This is something I'm going to – okay, that, w- that was the green button to build a build a rifle or, yeah. or buy a rifle for this. you know. So, or you might come in and be like, nope, you know, I'm going to stick with what I know. But we are offering you know, a package for you to bring your – bring a match rifle, bring something that doesn't meet the classifications and still get to run the match, see what it's about and see if, you know, it's something you want to do in the future. So, so basically don't worry about what rifle you're shooting. Don't worry about power factor. Don't worry about what the qualification rules for points are. Obviously you have to follow all the same safety and match rules as everybody else, but don't worry about the gear. If you're not sure that you want to go buy a hunting rifle that's under 12 pounds or build one or whatever it is, and you have a, a 17 pound 308 and you want to come shoot, come shoot, come have fun, learn what it is. And, you know, if it's something that you want to get into hot and heavy later on, awesome. If you learn something, which you will, um, that's the most important thing. Come out, learn and have fun. It's like a perfect train up for competition dynamics. <laughs> it is. Well, it's a perfect train up <laughs> for your future hunt. Yeah, no, it is for your for your um, future hunt. It it, co- it covers even more areas of hey, just come out, enjoy it. Yes, sir. All right, brother. Dinner's uh dinner's done. The dinner bell's ringing. The boss is calling me. We've got almost an hour and a half of show. This has been badass it's been total total fun i really appreciate your time i know you you're ahead of me an hour or two so it's uh 
it, it's great that you've been able to spend this much time with me, man. I really appreciate you. Well, we we started this podcast, and it was my the house is all it's still light outside, and now I'm sitting in my living room. I haven't got up, and it's pitch black. I can't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't stub your toe. Enjoy right. your evening. For all of our listeners, hey, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show, learned something. Um, go out and sign up for a match. Come out and meet us. We want to meet everybody. We want to shake your hands, hear your hunting stories, um, the whole nine yards. But until we see you at a match, you guys keep shooting. Be safe. Have fun. And we'll look forward to seeing you all soon. Take care.